Welcome back to another edition of the Scozy Football Podcast. So many exciting things happen. This is a really, really busy time of year. And it's wonderful because there's so many Scottish teams involved in European football. So many Scottish teams involved in, well, the Scottish League. And the Scottish team are going to be involved in the Scottish competition with other teams from other countries like Denmark, and they're quite good at the football. Uh, I'm in Sydney, this is Richard Tobin, and in Perth, Australia, Anthony Maguire. You watch quite a lot of the European stuff. Good to have you back, pal. How are you, Richard? I'm well, mate. Um, yes, so yeah, Europe, it's all happening at the moment, at least for another week anyway. Um, so we've got second leg ties happening uh, in the next 24 hours or so. Um, but yeah, a bit of action happening last week. So Celtic, uh, 2-0 winners over AZ Alkmaar. Um, Good performance. Joe Hart's big toe, um, probably the man of the match, especially in the first half, keeping Celtic in it, early doors after Carl Starfelt, or like I said, as the Rangers fans like to call him, Arsfelt. Uh, <laughs> definitely a few a few hairy moments to start with, but Rusty. he did settle in. Early season stuff. He did, he did settle in. Um, so after a, a shaky start, Celtic started to dominate and uh, a wonderful goal from uh, the man himself, Kyogo Furuhashi, put on a, I wouldn't say put on a plate by Tom Roglic, but definitely uh, still had a bit of work to do as he slid in and put it into the roof of the net to make it 1-0. You purr like a cat talking about Furuhashi and Tom oh, Roglic it's, together. It's just so, it's, it's like... Tom Roglic is like a man reborn. He's just he danced past two defenders to put the ball in, and just he looks I don't know he looks a million dollars at the moment. So long may it continue. Uh, second half, uh, well, so the chances in the first half, Roglic and Forrest uh, forcing shots uh, saved. Uh, Joe Hart also having a save to make as well, and then in the second half, Forrest lashing at one. It was going well wide, and the Akmar defender just happened to redirect it into the goal which was a nice wee uh, boost for, for Celtic, making it 2-0. As the and same Glasgow jammy. Ah, and jammy. And then late in the death, um, Anthony Ralston made a lung-busting run near the end of the game, cuts it back, and Odson Edward with two chances to put it in the back of the net, and the keeper pulling two of the best saves you'll probably see to keep it 2-0, sorry, 2-0 and keeping the tie alive as Celtic head over to the Netherlands Friday morning part time. So uh, they didn't look like uh, a mugs, I have to say, Azzy. They're a decent team and uh, I think they, they made their own fair share of chance. It's quite an open game. They are, they're a very decent team and I think they're just missing a couple of players that they sold in the summer, probably just lacking a little bit of a sharp finish. Um, they had a couple of chances to score and, and just blazed one over the bar. Um, just They were knocking at the door. Um, Celtic, you know, maybe... Uh, yeah, a wee bit of luck, um, but definitely a good team. The Japanese right back that's playing for him, um, Sura, oh, can't remember his name. He was he was excellent, and uh, tell you what, that that Japanese team must have some talent in it because he he looks one. He's only twenty one, and he looked looked a player. So um, so definitely, Ty's not dead. Still very much in Celtic's hands, but they've got they're gonna have some work to do over in over in the Netherlands on on Friday morning. St. Johnson, what a great result they had. Uh, away to Linz. Um, LSK, absolutely. Linz, athletic sport club, or whatever they call them in Austria. Uh, definitely the favourites. The Austrian Bundesliga, decent, decent um, league with uh, Red Bull Salzburg, among others. Uh, and drawing 1-1 away from home. Yeah, no, very good result. And definitely, definitely um, 
keeps their uh, hopes of proceeding uh, in the Europa Conference League alive. Um, Chris Kane getting on the store sheet. I think it was around about 20 minutes. Um, sort of wonderful play with Halloran and Glenn Middleton playing a, a wonderful ball across. I really can't stress how much a good signing that is for Callum Davison. Yeah. Um, Glenn Middleton back on loan from Rangers. Yeah, he will totally. make a massive difference to that totally. team because that sort of taking the ball from midfield forward, he he was a big part of there where they found goals from last season, set up play and, and laying it on. So that will definitely bode well for the Perth side. Um, and yeah, and like I said, one all taking it back to um, back to St. Johnson. So, you know, it's all to play for again, Friday morning Perth time. Be another huge crowd in Perth eh, after Galatasaray. Just it's great, isn't it? Like who's coming next week? Lintz from Austria after Galatasaray. Brilliant. Uh, Rangers beating Alishkar and uh, Alfredo Morelos on the score sheet. Maybe a wee bit scrapey do about this, but they were absolutely dominant team. They created so many chances and were unlucky not to win by very many more. Well, it, it sort of the, the complexion of the game definitely changed on 42 minutes when Lundstrom was sent off for a second bookable offence, got caught in possession in the middle of the park and then dragged the um, Alstart player back. And then the referee had no hesitation showing him his second yellow card and despite much protest, uh, walked, off the, walked off the park. And I think opportunity missed for Rangers here because Alstert, I think they only managed one shot. It wasn't even on target, but yeah. one shot for the whole match. Yeah, poor. They looked pretty average, but now they're going to have to slug it out over in Armenia. They're going to have to take a full team over there uh, uh, tomorrow night to get a result because um, yeah, they, they couldn't put the tie to bed at home. And, I think I think Stephen Stephen Gerrard would have been looking at a three or four 0 win at home. Rest a few players. Don't take the old players over to Armenia. Keep them fresh for the Celtic Rangers game on the weekend. But that's all gone out the window now. I mean, Morelos he had seemed like an eternity to score that goal. Um, he but he did score it. Trap. But he did. Uh, he took his time, but he did score it. And um, really, probably the real only one of the really clear, uh, sorry clear cut chances. Ryan Kent hitting the bar uh, on the twenty minute mark, but. Um, yeah, opportunity missed for Rangers. A lot of work to do over in Armenia. It's going to be hot and, and sticky over there. So, um, yeah, they're, they're going to have to just get the business done. But it's a 12-hour round trip. And uh, the latest is that they've now got a bit of COVID through the squad as well. Richard, have you got anything to say uh, I hear via various connections that it might be um, through their goalkeeping team. So I, I, I'm, I, I hear that John McLaughlin may be the well all these things obviously remain confidential but uh, John McLaughlin and and perhaps some of the goalkeeping staff have been involved nobody knows um but it looks like you know that might be come into consideration for Steve Clark for the the forthcoming uh, match which we'll talk about later um, because apparently Scotland have got an international game in a week or so um <laughs> Aberdeen away to Carabag uh, I mean I have to say it looked like the sheep had been with me on the on the park before they got out there and beaten one nil away um, and and going back to Pataudry, uh in the next day or two. Yeah, really poor showing from Aberdeen. I mean, I think they sort of overplayed the whole parts terrible thing. I mean, the parts terrible for both teams, but yeah, it was. Don't, don't get me wrong. I don't know how a, a UEFA fixture got played on that ground. It was pretty horrific. Um, tidy finish on thirty minutes for the Carabag player. Sort of pirouetted and sort of beat Joe Lewis at his front post. Joe Lewis making several good saves throughout the match to keep it at one nil. Uh, Scott Brown looked fairly tired. He looked slow in some in some places. So I don't know 
what what Stephen Glass there can do to freshen things up a little bit for the home tie. But I think Andy, Andy Constantine also got stretched off as well. Uh, his knee yeah, got sort of stuck in the ground, which is unfortunate. Good. Yeah, very unfortunate. Um, One of those kind of ankle type things that looks like it. You know, you you got a really dodgy park and you plant your ankle and you lose it. So I think um, he might be forced to go back into the transfer market to pull in another defender because I think he was pretty settled with his squad, but if he, he might leave him a bit light on at the back. So well, Austin uh, yeah. Samuels has just been saying uh, he's just been signed on a, on a one year loan from uh, Wolves. Um, I'm not he's sure. A winger. What, yeah. He's a winger. He's a Is winger. he? Or oh, I thought he was yeah. a, a def- uh, defensive midfielder. Oh, there we go. Oh, you on. Uh, Austin Samuels, centre forward. Oh, even yeah. worse. Yeah, that, yeah, that's cool. So that's not going to plug those gaps then, is it? <laughs> um, I think I think they do need, I think they needed another forward option. I think they're relying a lot on Christian Ramirez at the moment. Uh, I don't think Jet, um, Willie Miller was not convinced of uh, J. Emmanuel Thomas's uh, performances of late. So if the big, if the, if the old Aberdeen head's not happy, then that's a, a bit of a sign that maybe uh, they need to strengthen. So that should be a good sign, but I still think they might try and pull in a defender before the close of the window to plug that gap are you, left by... Are uh, you surprised by that at all? Because we, we watched Jet all last year with Livingston, and I have to say he flattered to deceive. I mean, he was, he was often in or around the box, but he was really actually threatening and very, uh, you know, yeah. I think he's one of those players who'll pop up and store a worldie. And he did store one last week against Wraith Rovers, and then he'll disappear or won't do anything for the rest of the match. I think he's he's definitely a flair player. And I don't know if Aberdeen have the luxury of a flair yeah. player in their side. There's not really many times where Aberdeen are coasting and can and can bring someone like him on. But he might just give you that little bit of X factor here or there. But I don't know. Jury, jury's out. The jury's out. Takes us nicely to the league uh, the weekend just passed. Hearts playing Aberdeen and uh, a 1-1 draw. Uh, Hearts actually uh, having a dalliance with the top of the league. We'll talk about the Champions League places shortly. Uh, Funso Ojo, the Belgian, um, who has been all over the place, actually been Scunthorpe and uh, other exotic places, like places in England where you would normally associate with fishing and well, actually places you wouldn't normally go in your holidays. Um, but he scored uh, the equalising goal. Really entertaining game and a huge crowd at Hearts. And a really lovely uh, um, tribute to the Hearts um, captain who died in Morton Urine Disease, uh, Marcus Zaliukas. Uh, he was the cup winning captain uh, for Hearts. It must have been 95 or more. So it's later than that, actually. It's 2005, um, who died at the age of 36 just last year. A really, really lovely tribute around about the 36 minute. Um, but a good game. Really entertaining game. Yeah, no, they they, they did the Kevin Sheedy. So that's a little of an AFL reference for you. He was famous for the... And when they played the Eagles back in 1994, he came running down the... Um, the coaching box down to the ground with his jacket in there swinging it around like a helicopter nice so whenever i whenever i see that i always think of that moment um yeah. so people in scotland have no idea what i'm on about good but scorsy AFL, reference though i uh, like that uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no no look it was a, it looked like a it looked like a really sort of tight tight run thing um gary mckay stevens pulling um the drawing the penalty uh mm. for hearts after put missing a by, sitter, it has to be said, actually, quite early. Put away, yeah, put, yeah. put away by Boyce, who's missed out on selection for Northern Ireland this week. 
And Bruni um, having a good body check on Halliday. Hmm, some things never <laughs> change. Uh, Paul yeah. McGowan looked delighted to um, score the equaliser against Hibbs. That was a really tight game. In fact, unexpectedly tight. And we obviously tipped Hibbs very confidently, but it did not happen that way. And um, Paul McGowan, who, who probably is about the same age as you and I now, I think that, um, yeah, well, maybe you, maybe. Uh, maybe 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 me maybe me nice try richard maybe it's worth a try i'm still holding Uh, out for that second i'm I'm, but barcelona will be on the phone shortly do need a team doctor do they great Uh, goal he was absolutely cock-a-hoop and uh, went off and and wheeled in delight as they say the old mick channon way um st johnson dundee united now peter paulett Mm. Talk that, me, talk me through it. Talk so, me through well, it. I have to say that it was great because, um, well, obviously St. Johnson um, tired from their very long flight from Austria, two hours, and uh, and landing and and playing at home at Perth against Dundee United. Peter Paul, um, ex Aberdeen, uh, has done very very well for United. Been there for the last couple of seasons. Um, scored a super goal. Um, adulation into the crowd, so on, and got booked for the celebration. And then a very short time afterwards, in his own wisdom, decided that he was going to do a, a, you know, a, a we've spoken about this many times, the ability to trip over fairy dust. Uh, <laughs> I've spoken about a certain PSG player of, of, of certain repute who is very good at tripping say, over Zephyrs. Say, say name air. Anyway, so he uh, tripped over his effort and uh, for his trouble was awarded a red card, which is completely unnecessary. And and to his credit, uh, I have to say that he was congratulated by Thomas on his uh, approach to the touchline, uh, who suggested that that might not be the best uh, use of Peter Pollock's time. As an experienced professional, it's unforgivable, frankly, but it was a good goal and it was great to see United winning. I also don't know about his... uh He's got his little, um, you know, on social media, how they all have the celebration when they score a goal. His, is his shorts pulled up really high? Like, so he's obviously a bit of a character. He's obviously got a bit of, bit, bit of something about him. Um, but yeah, here to, here to villain in the space of 15 minutes. But um, and thankfully for Dundee United fans, uh, he walked away with a 1 0 win. So ah, not bad, not bad yeah. going, not bad going. Very well, and, and sold out the away section. That's like 3,500. It was a really good atmosphere. It was, well, looked like, you know, I wasn't there, but it, was, it looked like it was good fun, right? <laughs> uh, anyway, Rangers Ross County, Rangers rocking up in their um, um, Axminster carpet away shit. Shirt, sorry. (laughs) Freudian slip. It's horrible. It is horrible. Um, um, Playing Ross County, uh, Ross County, playing them relatively close, but Joe Aribo, I have to, the quality goal, well, one of the quality goals, that was a beauty. Yes. No, look, Rangers, um, they're looking looking quite good, 2-0, and then um, just let Ross County back back into the contest. Um. Yeah, just uh, a few gaps opening up there, just at the back for for Rangers. Um, and then Scott Arfield coming on late to store to sort of settle it down four two in the end. But yeah, just not quite as comfortable or convincing as probably Stephen Gerrard would want at this point in time. But Ross County scoring their first goals in the league. Um, it has to be said, and uh, Malcolm McKay is saying that it will put them in good stead for the rest of the season if they can put performances like that together at home. 
the the new and improved Ross County serious man um, you know serious changes in terms of personnel there um, from one yeah. season to the next and I mean, a lot of that's budgetary but uh, yeah I think that they, they've actually done well and recruited reasonably sensibly uh, it takes us to Celtic versus St Mirren I'm sure you've got something to say about this uh, David Turnbull I have to say uh, very unlucky with the shot that smacked the post earlier yes. on uh, and, and probably one of the most serious assaults I've ever seen in a football park following that yeah Alan Power um, hang your head in shame that was terrible and I believe there that was really, some. It really, that really I, was a shocking challenge. I, I, I mean, I, mean, I, I you really get upset about watching people on the football field. That was a terrible tackle. I don't, I don't care who you play for. Thankfully, David Tumble saw it coming and was able to ride it somewhat. If he had planted his foot on the ground and that tackle had come in, that's a that's a leg breaker right there mm. any day of the week. So um, rightfully showing a red card, that compounded um, St. Burns' misery. They were already 1-0 down. Um, Celtic went 2-0 up shortly thereafter. Uh, Abada, two goals. And then it was the David Tumble show. And then in saying that, 2-0 um, St. Martin did have a goal chalked off for offside, which probably wasn't offside. I think Anthony Ralston was actually playing Curtis Main on. Um, but you can't say that it probably would have made much difference. Um, Celtic just rampant and uh, David Tumble with his first hat-trick, well-deserved. And yeah, things things that's two 6-0 wins in the league on the bounce for Ange and the, the men in green. And as we know, a goal difference can make quite a big difference. Um, interesting to see that Curtis Main back um, via St Mirren via Aberdeen. Uh, St Mirren uh, watching some of you know parts of that game, ten men in defence and and trying to kind of defend deep. Uh, just the, the the movement was actually really a joy to behold. A really really entertaining performance. Um, yes, which takes us to the coming week. I mean, you know, there's, there's a weekend. Apparently, there's a big game on on Sunday. Um, but before that. Uh, there's a couple of other interesting games. <laughs> I, I can see you looking already going, well, let's not talk about it any too early. But Rangers versus Celtic is on on Sunday. Uh, Hearts versus Dundee United is a big game for me. <laughs> yeah, look, there's, um, yeah, there's big, big, big ties this weekend. So um, we might as well do the, do we want to do the league or do we want to do the European, see how they're going to play well, out? Well, I think, I think the European, I think we're getting a really nice kind of touch. I think that as is, it's going to be very competitive. I think that, um, you know, I think that's going to be very close, but I think Celtic are just looking really good. Uh, I think that Oscar against Rangers, a little more unpredictable. There's a lot of flying involved. Rangers got a bit of disruption to their squad. It's going to be hot and sunny, blah, blah, blah. But I still think Rangers have got enough quality to just see themselves through that. Uh, St. Johnson, I think that they probably actually have enough spirit to see themselves against Lintz. Uh, Lintz, uh, on paper and well, budgetary terms, are, are you know a bigger and more expensive and probably better squad. But St. John's have an amazing spirit about them and that's one of the reasons that they won two Cups last season. So I actually fancy them. I I actually worry about Aberdeen. Uh, I, I I think they're the one to, I'm worrying about. I, I think they're thinking that Carabagher come over and they're going to like just run over the top of them. But yeah, I, I'm not... I'm not as convinced as I would have been a couple of weeks ago. I just think that there's just a few frailties in that Aberdeen team at the moment and they can be overrun in the midfield. Older team playing t- twice a week, week in, week out. I just don't know if it's catching up with them a little bit. So I'm a bit concerned about Aberdeen. Uh, Lens 
St. Johnson, I mean, obviously that can go either way, but uh, you know, you, you want St. Johnson obviously to, to, to carry on. So you, you know, you, you definitely wouldn't put it past them winning one nil. And I think and, it'd be so great. I think it'd be so great for them. I just think that would be an amazing thing. And that means I've got, got a, a game of three or four after that. It'd be brilliant. I've got a feeling that Celtic could actually lose one nil or two one over in the Netherlands and still obviously progress through the tie, but I'm not convinced that they'll get a result, but they'll they'll, they'll win the overall tie and, and, and progress. So if they don't with a two 0 lead, I'd be disappointed. But you know, they are AKR good sorry, AZ are good teams. So um, you know, we'll see what happens there. And like you say, it really I think the other thing hampering Rangers here is how many players are out with this COVID. Um, but like you say, I, I'm I'd be confident that Rangers to put out a second second team and still beat Alistair even over in Armenia. But that will, we will we will soon find out in just over twenty four hours time. Oh, quite exciting. The weekend brings Dundee United at home against Hearts. Hearts who started very, very well. Um and as we did in the times of the COVID and I think it's a good time to start it now. We should look at what the table is going to show us because if the league was to stop today, and it won't because I think the things are a wee bit more stable, but if the league was to stop today in the Champions League position, it's Hibernian. And uh, they, are going to, they would be the champions. They would be automatic qualifiers to the Champions League with Aberdeen uh, in second in the qualifying position. And Hearts, believe it or not, are next. So they're in third place. But they've got Dundee United. And I'm very confident that Dundee United is going to give them a good game at home. I think they've actually, Thomas or Tam Courts, has actually got them marshaled very, very well. They'll be obviously missing Peter Pollitt. But uh, I think they're going to give them a decent game. Charlie Mulgrew has been a very good anchoring uh, influence in the centre of their defence. Uh, and they've got some interesting attacking options. Yeah, two things I'd say. Um, Tam Court's definitely got them, got them playing well. And again, probably a little bit too quick to judge Dundee United to a certain point. So I'll, I'll happily wind that back a little bit. Uh, and then the second thing is Ben Cedrist out with a long-term knee injury. So that's that's bad news uh, for, for... But they signed United, well. So. They signed... They, it's almost like they anticipated it. Yes. And, and yeah. 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 So Trevor Carsten's in goals and he is a he is a solo keeper. So, I've, I've, you know, provide he stays fit, um, that's not as big a loss as it, as it should have been. Um, but... What, what were Celtic thinking if they had, like, you know, Trevor Carsten from Motherwell and uh, and they had Ben Segrist at Dundee United, and they went to French Varos and Saint Germain Barcas. What were they thinking? They were at AK, AK Athens, wasn't it? He was playing. Oh, for. sorry, I beg your pardon. Yes. Yeah. 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 Fair, fair Varos or Celtic scores of black. black Whatever he came from, he was rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think a few Celtic fans would pay his airfare to fly back to Fenis Varos <laughs> or AK Athens, but um, I wouldn't be. Look, just on a, a side note, there, I don't get too distracted, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, he got Barcastro's out on a loan somewhere. Oh, uh, he's on a taxi. I no question. I think, yeah, that's a huge. Yeah, I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll be sold, but I think definitely a possibility going out on uh, on on loan. But uh, anyway, um, look, I'm ready to tip Dundee United 1-0. Um, I, Same. I'm ready to say I don't, particularly the... like, I don't particularly like Hearts, but it's just, there's just something about them. It's just a bit, I think Hearts at home, you'd be very silly not to back them most weeks. I think at home, Hearts at Tyne Castle will win. But I've, I feel on the roads they'll they'll, they'll struggle at, at, at times, and I think Dundee United at home at the moment are playing good football. So Dundee United one 0 You've heard it here. 
couple of things about Robbie Nielsen's first game back at Tanerichi as a coach of another side. Uh, Craig Gordon, a very good goalkeeper, but I just think that their attacking options are best. I just have a wee bit more confidence about them. Uh, Hibs are playing Livingston. You can't Hib, see Hibs. Hibs will run right here. I've, I've got I've got Hibs by at least two or three goals. I think it's going to be this is going to be them free flowing attacking. And then Motherwell Dundee. Now Dundee, we did not expect them to do as well against Hibs as they did at the weekend, and they have absolutely acquitted themselves beautifully. And it's been really exciting to see they're in this, and they're in that kind of mid-table obscurity category. They're not going to be relegation, I don't think. I think Dundee are in this, uh, and and they've got a wee bit of quality about them and a bit of dig as well. But so have Motherwell. I reckon this is a two-two. Yeah, I, 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 if it's fitting my narrative, a mother will be near the bottom of the league. I'll probably say two one Dundee. Um, just as well, um, Charlie Adams, a decent footballer, and he's still playing at, at the age of thirty five because he makes a terrible pundit. Um, so <laughs> the longer I could he stays argue on that the, about several hosts of podcasts, but the longer uh, he <laughs> stays on the the longer he stays on the football part, probably the better for everybody. I think um, some of his comments around the kind of racism thing on Monday night sports sound oh, yeah. don't bear yeah. mentioning um what about three at its highest order um but yeah I I, I just think mother will this yeah they, they, they obviously need to pick up points at home and they need to be picking points up against teams like Dundee but at the moment I haven't seen much of mother that's part of the problem for me being able to judge them but I just think Dundee just seem to be on a bit of a winning run from last season. So not winning run, but just that mentality. So let's say 2-1 Dundee. I've seen enough about Motherwell to know that they've got some reasonably sensible midfield options and Tony Watt still knows where the goals are. So I think that's one of the reasons that I'm actually reasonably confident they won't be in the emergency zone. I think, who do you think is going to be in the emergency ward actually come this time April? You mean bottom of the league, or and yes. that, that, that? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, just to clarify. Um, look, I, I said Ross County, Motherwell, and Livingston. Oh, sorry. I, no, I tell you, I said Ross County, Livingston, Motherwell. Yeah, yeah. Livingston are really having a honking start. They're on, they're on donuts. Uh, Aberdeen have got Ross County uh, at home on Sunday. That follows their exertions at home against Carabag. Uh, Ross County did reasonably well, and and Malky McKay has got them reasonably marshaled. How does that look? I think there's going to be goals in it. Um, I, I could see us being a two each, something like that. I just, I, I think that Ross County have pulled in a couple of lone players. They look a little bit more attacking. I'm worried about Aberdeen's pace, a bit narrow. Yeah, I, I, I've started feeling two each. Yeah, de acuerdo, as they say in Spain. Um, There's another couple of games on on Sunday. Uh, One of them is St. Mern against St. Johnson, the, the, the Battle of the Saints. Uh, St. Johnson, who will be uh, not fresh from their exertions. Uh, St. Mern, who will still be without their coach in the touchline, um, having uh, uh, tested positive. Um, your man Godwin had uh, unfortunately um, contracted COVID. St. Johnson looking pretty decent. Yeah, St. Mern are struggling. Um, and without Jim Goodwin marshalling them on the sidelines, they looked a bit lost against Celtic. But in saying that, most teams at home at Celtic Park have looked a bit lost against them this season so far. Um, they're going to be without Alan Power as well because he's going to be suspended for that tackle. So I'm going to tip St. Johnson to, to win. We'll say 1-0. Okay, so there's one other game on Sunday and that's Rangers versus Celtic. 
Well, it's going to be hard to predict this because obviously we don't know how many players are going to be missing from the, the Rangers squad. It might be one, it might be half a dozen. So we, we have no way of knowing. If this, if you Celtic fans were talking about this fixture about a month ago and they were saying, oh, it's probably coming just a little bit too early for Ange and not enough time to get the team organized and the team playing well and all the signings gelling and all this sort of stuff. But you'd have to say at the moment, Celtic supporters are riding high here thinking we can go to Ibrox and get a result. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, just, it's possible. Um, you know, you, this, this could be blistering this game if it's played at the right tempo and it's and it's end-to-end and it's entertaining. It could be one of the best old firm games we've seen in a, in a long time. So I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a bit of a quandary. Like I said, there's a few, obviously quite a few question marks around, uh, around Rangers at the moment, both in terms of the pre- recent performances and, like I said, the squad makeup for the weekend. Um, Celtic have actually probably got one or two selection headaches in that front six because you could easily you can chop and change and, and bring players in and out there. So Ange will have to have a bit of a think about how he's going to set up for that. Um, look, I'm 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 going to say Celtic two one because I firmly believe that Celtic could go there and get a win. Um, if they didn't, well. You know they, they 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 can be you know I don't want to use the word I don't, I don't like using the word suicidal but they can be a bit sort of ropey at the back at times so if Rangers happen to pick those gaps then you know they quite easily could be on the end of a sore one as well but I don't know we'll we'll, we'll see I'm looking forward to it I'm, I'm definitely I definitely think it's going to be a spectacle I think for the neutral I think in Australia for the fact that Ange is 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 is, is managing Celtic. He's starting to get some coverage here in Australia. He was on Offsiders with the ABC on Sunday. He's popping up all over the place on social media and all sorts of things through the ABC. So um, there's probably a lot of interest in this. So it'll be interesting to see how it, how it plays out. Yeah, and there's almost an ABC News more than we are, which is well, a profound shock that is. Um, I, I have to say that I, I'll keep it really simple. I think Rangers have got a really long flight back from Armenia and Celtic don't. And uh, that makes it really simple. I think they're going to be knackered come Sunday. And uh, albeit they're professional footballers, I think that, that does give uh, Celtic an advantage. And I'll be surprised if they don't win. Um, now, your final thoughts for this week. And a bonus couple of minutes left at the end of the podcast because we didn't really do final thoughts last week. We didn't really think about it. But my final thoughts, um, Scotland's... They're just a really interesting squad, a really interesting squad. The first time in a long time I've looked at it, I thought, oh, we've got quality across the board here. Uh, and they've got a game next week against Denmark. My final thought is, Denmark, are they any good? <laughs> well, I've got two final thoughts. There's one thing, I, obviously I just sort of mentioned it there, but the whole thing around Kyogre and the racism thing on the Rangers supporters bus basically caveman prehistoric type humor which just has no place in society um 30 years ago let alone today rangers have dealt with it swiftly they've 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 given handed out indefinite bans to the people on the bus and hats off to them well done which is a a strong message and that's what needs to happen every time that something like this happens hopefully it doesn't happen again and secondly um I, i believe that if you're a close contact of a confirmed covid case and you are fully vaccinated, so you've had your two jabs of, of whatever your vaccine of choice is, then you don't have to self-isolate. 
So if there are Rangers players who have to self-isolate because they haven't been fully vaccinated, then that's hell, mind you, that's on them. And as two health professionals, get vaccinated. Thank you, Richard. Well said. Antonio, absolutely brilliant. Always good chat. There's so many things happening at the moment. It's a really, really good time to watch the football and it's great to see the crowds back. Lots of excitement. Uh, we'll have a wee blather next week. International football next week, guys. Uh, lovely. Thank you so much for all your feedback all over the world. Um, we'll see you again soon. Cheers, mate. Speak to you soon. Bye.